Good morning, and if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with you to Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 18 through to 22. And it's titled, The Promised Light Has Dawned. So let me read those verses to you now. Matthew 4, verse 18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets, and Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for that passage. We'll be ready in your presence. And we ask that as we look at it together, you will just lead us through it and open our eyes to what you would have us see. And that, our Father, that we might come to know more of you as we look at this passage, as we try to understand what is happening and to take from it what you would have us learn this morning. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as you know, we've been looking at the words that John the Baptist and Jesus used during their ministry, a ministry of, and a message of repentance and an introduction to the kingdom of heaven. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. We heard that Jesus had told Pilate that he was a king and that his kingdom was not of this world. And we saw from the words of Paul, as we listened to what Paul said to Timothy about King Jesus, we read this from 1 Timothy 6, verse 14 through to 16, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honour and might forever. Amen. You see, from that we gather God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light. We also considered the words, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And we read from Matthew chapter 4, the previous verses to what we are looking at this morning, verse 12 through to 17. So let me just share those verses with you again. Matthew four twelve to 17. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which is by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali. To fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. You see, God had revealed these things to the prophet Isaiah. These things that would happen, but they were revealed to Isaiah some 700 years before they actually did happen. 
And when we come to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, we title this a prophecy fulfilled because this is what Isaiah said would happen and this is what did happen that Matthew wrote about. So in that chapter 9 of Isaiah, we read, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, the hum- he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned. And now, when we come to this passage in Matthew, these things have happened, and the King of Kings is with them. This is the message that John the Baptist brought and Jesus endorsed, the message of repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And Jesus will continue to teach that the king is with them, with the people of Israel. And this morning we're going to see how that light that we've read about, that light will begin to shine into a dark, sin-filled world, as the prophet said that it would. But to put things into perspective, before we consider Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 through 22, come with me to John's Gospel and hear how Jesus called the first of his disciples. And as we read through this, notice that the light, the light that the prophets spoke about, is beginning to shine. And notice that each of these men has, as it were, a glimmer of who Jesus is. So let's look at that passage of John, John 1, 35 to 42. Now, first of all, we see Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, and also um, John, the two who were called. Verse 35, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples, these are John the Baptist's disciples, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And turning round, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. And it was about four in the afternoon. Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. And then we come to the following verses, verse 41 and 42. We see that Andrew will bring his brother Peter. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Then we continue through into verse 43 and 44, and Jesus will now call Philip, and Philip will later bring Nathanael. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, 
the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. And when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you. I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's a great passage, you know, and we could spend a lot of time in it. But I want you just to realize that Andrew was one of the two who were John the Baptist's disciples, the other one being John. Andrew went and brought his brother Simon, that's Simon Peter. Jesus called Philip, and Philip found Nathaniel. And this is the point I want to bring out. These men came with a desire, a desire to learn about Jesus they were followers, followers who would learn about him and about who Jesus is. And this is the light that will start to seem a little bit brighter as time goes on. Jesus would teach his disciples about himself. He would teach them about the things that the prophets have said about him. So when we come to Matthew, verse 18 to 22, we're going to look at that in a few moments, he's going to teach them how to put what they have been learning into action. The light will never be any less bright, but the closer you get to it, the more of its brightness will be seen. That's important. The great light that Isaiah spoke about will begin to shine as it has continued to shine through to our day. So Matthew 4, verse 18 through to 22, this is the passage that we read earlier. And here Jesus calls his disciples this time to prepare them for a mission. So let's read the passage. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Just stop for a moment. This is a little bit like, you know, we have what we call the open university. What happens there is you don't actually go to the university, but you do uh, learn as you work. So these disciples would have been following Jesus, not every day, all day. They would have their secular jobs that they would go back to. So they would learn as they worked. Then we read on in verse 19, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for men. So they were carrying out their daily responsibilities when they received the call. As we read on, at once they left their nets and followed him. See, there's no hesitation. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets, and Jesus called them. So do you see how here we have another set of two brothers, 
You know, there's a togetherness here. There's a unity. There's a plan. It's not just ad hoc. This is deliberate. This is Jesus working slowly, carefully. And in Matthew 22, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. See, what's happening here is prophecy is being fulfilled. It's being fulfilled in their lifetime. The Messiah is with them. They're going to be part, they're going to be part of what God has said would happen. But think for a moment. They didn't fully understand it. At this point, they weren't completely sure of who Jesus was. We saw that earlier when he first called them. They knew he was a teacher. They knew he was a righteous man. Could it be that he really was the Messiah, the promised Saviour? Now, here's a question for us this morning. Who do you think Jesus is? If you're not sure who Jesus is, then be like Peter, Andrew, James and John, who not only had a desire to find out who Jesus was, they answered the call when Jesus said, follow me. And as they followed, they began to learn. The light was going a little bit brighter in their lives. As I said earlier, that light never actually goes any weaker. It remains the same strength. But at the moment, they're just seeing a glimpse of it. Now, we can follow their progress through reading the Gospels, and that's good to do. But here's what they found. I'm just going to break this down a little bit uh, for the purpose of what we're looking at this morning. You see, I'm just going to take Peter as an example. The other disciples would have been the same. Well, Peter, like them, eventually knew who Jesus was. How do we know that? Well, listen to this in Matthew 16, verse 13 to 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Well, what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You see, Peter was probably answering for all the disciples there. But at that point, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Peter also came to know who he was. Luke 5 verse 8. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. You know, that's what we need to know. I asked earlier, do you know who Jesus is? Well, he is the Messiah. He is the Son of the living God. He is the Savior. And Peter realized that. But in the light of that, there's the light shining again, you see. In the light of that, Peter could see himself, no matter how good he was. He saw him as being a sinful man. And that's how we need to see ourselves. But let's go on. Because Peter can now say to us this morning what he said to the people in Jerusalem when, as, as if that light was being shone 
into the crowd. The light of the gospel. While the people gathered to hear the words of Peter, the light shone out. We read about this in Acts 2 verse 14 through to 40. We're not going to read through all that passage. But I just want you to think about the light of the gospel as Peter speaks. And what did he say? Let's just take one or two uh, things. Verse 32, he said, God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. You see, he's giving his testimony. He's saying what he knows to be true. Then he goes on and he says in verse 36, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And then in verse 38 and 39, when they asked what they should do, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You know, this takes us back to our passage for this morning. Verse 19 of Matthew 4. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for men. That is the mission to bring people like you and me into the kingdom of heaven as citizens to reside in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven that is near. You see, the disciples came from not really knowing who Jesus was to knowing who they were. And who were they? Sinners in need of repentance. Then they saw Jesus was one who came to save them from the penalty of sin. And they saw that act of salvation when they saw him die on a cross. And then they knew it was real and it was true when he rose again the third day. He did what they could never do. He did what we could never do. They paid the price for us. He paid the price for our sin. A price that was beyond our capability. So we draw to a close this morning. Listen to this well-known verse. It's Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember what the prophet Isaiah said. The people walking in darkness, that's you and I, in our sinful state, have seen a great light. That is the gospel. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I pray that the light is dawning or has dawned this morning as we've gathered together. This is the light that shines not only on the Jewish nation, as they thought it would, but on the whole world, a light that exposes our sinful nature and then lights our path to lead us to the kingdom of heaven by way of the cross. I'll finish with this final verse from John 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have 
the light of life. I trust we can all say Amen to that this morning. Let's just pray. Our Father, we pray that our eyes will be opened, open to the gospel, open to the one who is the light of the world, and that we know that joy of having sins forgiven. And our Father, if there's any listening who are still not quite sure, we pray that we, they might be like those disciples who had a desire to want to know more, more about you, more about who they are, how they stand before a holy God, but also one who is a loving and a caring God who has made it possible for us to be forgiven and to be accepted. And it's all in the power of what Jesus has done. And we ask these things in his precious name. Amen.